This is Radio Influence. This is the Valor Hour, powered by the law offices of Ogle, Elrod, and Barrel on Radio Influence. Your weekly glimpse inside all things Valor Fights and a look at what's going on in the rest of the MMA community. Now, here's your host, the president of Valor Fights, Tim Loy. Valor Hour, episode 89, it's a go. I'm your host, Tim Loy, joined by my co-host, Justin Watson, as always. Tonight, we got Greg Hopkins sitting in as well. We are going to be recapping the uh, the big night in Denver, UFC Fight Night 139, along with our picks and uh, betting advice. We will go through that and see who had a good night, who had a bad night, who was just about a second away from having a really good night, uh, as well as uh, we'll be diving into uh, UFC Fight Night 140 tonight as well, the Argentina card this weekend. We're going to give you our picks and betting advice for that as well. Uh it's kind of a kind of a slow week uh, this week, guys. We're starting to slow down as far as uh, action here in our region goes. Uh, no more events for the rest of the year. Big kickoff to January on the 19th will be at the Knoxville Coliseum for uh, our, the 54th installment uh, of, of Valor. It will be uh, an all-pro show. I don't know if we announced that last week or not, but it will be an all-pro show at the Coliseum uh, January 19th. Already got about 12, 13 pro fights lined up. It is going to be stacked. Uh, as always, uh, but until then, we've got some some time to fill. So I think next week we're gonna we're gonna start our deep dive series. I'd like to know what everybody like, uh, what era uh, we could jump back into. I think we got some good stories between us that we can tell uh, and kind of relive some of the the glory days. Uh, you know, the the from five, six, seven, eight years ago in the area. I think that'll be something that. Uh, hopefully our listeners will enjoy as we get through these winter months. Justin, how's it going, my man? Not too bad. It's kind of uh, rainy and nasty down here. How's the weather up there? Uh, it's about the same, man. It's shitty. It, it's cold. It's it's kind of kind of miserable, actually. Hopkins, my man, what's up, G Hop? Uh, it's going good tonight. Just chilling, watching watching some football and looking up some stuff right now. Weather's nice over here, guys. It's uh, <laughs> sunny and beautiful. <laughs> I don't. Not really. I don't no, it's freezing that. cold. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I bet it was cold in Denver last week as well. Uh, it was UFC Fight Night 139, uh, and uh, we're going to do that recap now and uh, see how it went for everybody. Uh, of course, uh, the, the night kicked off with uh, fight pass prelims and with a couple of uh, flyweight bouts. It was uh, Mark De La Rosa picking up a split decision over Joby Sanchez uh, in a fight that was a lot closer than I probably thought it was going to be. De La Rosa looked good, though, uh, just a few uh, – moments of, of inactivity, I guess, where Sanchez just seemed a little tentative from time to time. But he he was in the fight, and he certainly made a pretty good accounting of himself. Mark De La Rosa climbs to 11-1. and one. Sanchez falls to 11-4. and four. None of us uh, bit on that action. I, I did like De La Rosa, but none of us took a, an official play on that one. Uh, that took us in uh, to the, the second of two fight pass uh, uh, two fight pass fights. Uh, it, it was Eric Shelton taking on um, uh, uh, another tough one in Joseph Morales. Uh, Justin, break that one down. Uh, yeah, I knew this was going to be a tough fight. Um, Eric Shelton's a warrior. He's always, you know, always going to come out strong, but just Morales is no pushover. So it ended up being a little closer than I thought it was going to be. I, you know, I took uh, Shelton in a parlay, so it ended up paying off, but uh, it was a damn good fight. Another split decision. 
Yeah, that was a fight that all of us were profitable on. Of course, we'll get to your parlay here in just a few more fights. That was the first leg of it as a winner. Uh, I put five units on Eric Shelton at minus 120 and got the win. Greg Hopkins put three units on Eric Shelton, got the win. It was a good way to start the night for us uh, at the books. Uh, that that was all we had on uh, Fight Pass. That took us into the uh, fight uh, – I'm sorry, the Fox Sports 1 – prelims uh we had a couple of action fighters 155 pounds it was Devonte smith taking on julian arosa greg i'm sorry uh yeah that uh that was a knockout wasn't it uh smith it was it was it was a brutal one pretty quick knockout yeah i thought they filled each other out for at least a round and then i, th- I thought that uh smith would come on strong but arosa just went down pretty quick actually i mean that happens sometimes you know it does but uh I was actually surprised by that knockout. I mean, not not. I mean, it happened so quick. It was Smith just cage king. That was a good fight. Yeah, you know, and Arosa is a guy that has shown some durability in the past. So I was a little surprised that he just kind of got a one hitter quitter on him. Uh, Greg and I both uh, had the the uh, the over one and a half in that one, and we did not get anywhere near it uh, as that one was over in the first minute, unfortunately for us. But uh, but congratulations to Devonte Smith. He climbs to nine to one. Very charismatic, explosive guy, and I think he's a guy that, that I can see them trying to uh, to begin to to build uh, for sure. Um, moving on uh, to the next fight, this was the biggest. This is the biggest uh, underdog uh, we had on the card, and we knew it was going to be an uphill road for him. John Gunther uh, loses by rear naked choke submission uh, about two minutes into the first round to Davi Ramos. Uh, I believe that was the first official loss for John Gunther. Um, it, believe it or not, but uh, um, you know, so it'll be interesting to see if if he gets another fight in the UFC. Or if it's just obvious that, you know, the, the talent discrepancy is, is just not – is too big. Uh, he really got dominated in this one. Greg, what would you think? Um, yeah, we, we kind of called that. I said it last week that if you ever – if you wanted a definite win, you would put it – you know, you'd put it down on Ramos. But, I mean, yeah, I remember you saying last week, I just don't know if the UFC even likes Gunther or whatever. But he's got that personality that you just – you can't hate him. Like you're just like I know this guy's not gonna win, and his caliber, his 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 fighter IQ is not on the level of anybody in the UFC, and he doesn't belong there. But he's a draw, so the UFC is probably going to keep him and have him continue to fight. I mean, that's his first loss. Technically, it is, you know. But I think he stays in the UFC. He probably gets something, and if not, he'll probably get himself some kind of TV show off of a, you know, shearing llamas or something like that because he is entertaining. I'm a fan of Gunther. Yeah, me too. He's a, he's a very likable guy for sure. I want to see him do well. Uh, he's a guy that, you know, if he were to get cut, I'd certainly be interested in having him down on, on our cards. Honestly, him being from Ohio, I think that's something we could probably make happen. Uh, moving on to the uh, the next bout. This one uh, had a little bit of controversy to it. Uh, Bobby Moffitt gets the uh, submission. We'll call it a, a I think they actually technically called it like a, a, a TKO, maybe the way it went down. But uh, it was a Dars choke that he had in about two minutes, 43 seconds into round two. He beats Chaz Skelly. Uh, and he was a little bit of an underdog there. Uh, Skelly was a slight favorite. I really, um, I, I, I did end up taking some plays on Skelly and lost. He had a great first round, won the first round, was in a deep choke. Um, I guess the referee wasn't satisfied with his communication and uh, stepped in to stop the fight. 
Skelly was not out and he was uh, really mad uh, and irate, you know, that they had stopped the fight like that. He probably wasn't going anywhere, but it, uh, it was certainly still a little bit of a questionable stoppage. Greg, what did you think? Was it was it stopped uh, prematurely or, or you think uh, the ref had had a legitimate case there? Um, I think that I, I don't know. Like before the show started, they said that they're adopting the, some new rule about you can use replay. And I literally, I was texting you, Tim, as this was going on, and I said, do you think they'll use instant replay? And um, they ended up using it. Why? I don't know, because it didn't change the call. And if they were going to change any kind of call, it would have been that one, because, I mean, he obviously was not going anywhere, but it was an obviously premature stoppage. They should have not stopped that fight at that point, because he was fighting, he was fighting, and he didn't even give him even a second, legitimately, to even fight out after he was, you know, he you know, didn't give him a second win to do anything and just grabbed his arm and it was limp for one second and he immediately stopped it. I was like, you didn't even give him a chance before the arm. I, I thought it was a premature stoppage, but, you know, um, I'll take the W because I did have some, uh, I had some units riding on Moffat that night. Uh, That's right. That's although right. I don't agree with the stoppage, no. Yeah, Greg, by the way, had five units on Bobby Moffat there uh, and, uh, and cashes in and gets off to a 2-0 and start on his night. Um, bringing us to the uh, the final bout on the prelims, and this was a pretty good one. Uh, it was female, another uh, female five split decisions, uh, straw weights. Ashley Yoder uh, gets the uh, split decision, very close fight over Amanda Cooper. Amanda Cooper thought that she had that one, I think. Um, that it was a fun one. They were, you know, they were throwing down there at the end. Uh, really close fight. I, I don't know if that may spell the end of uh, the road for uh, for Amanda Cooper. She falls to three and five, and it's hard to see. So, so that's you know, it's not a great record to be in the UFC. That said, she's fought some top competition. You know, some of the best ladies in the world, and she puts on you know uh, action fights. So I don't know if, if she'll stick around or not. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, regardless, uh, that was the uh, the beginning, if you will, uh, of of a downhill slide for Greg Hopkins, who had uh, who had uh, uh, that Yoder and Cooper fight under two and a half um, rounds. It, it obviously went the full three rounds, and he lost two units uh, on that play. Bringing us into the main card and the fight that a lot of us here were really looking forward to um, uh, in uh, uh, Luis Pena, uh, you know, Valor Vet, the Valor champion at 155, uh, was on the Ultimate Fighter, got hurt, and uh, taking on the, the winner of, the, of that season, Mike Trezano, who was 7-0 and coming in, Luis 5-0. and And, uh, man, it just didn't seem like Luis fought to, to his ability. It seemed like he was a little tentative. Um, and just, and just didn't quite have that, that, that same, um, yeah, there was some swagger, but it just didn't seem like it was, it was him in there. Uh, and it was, it ended up being a split decision for Mike Drazano. Uh, I could have seen, I don't, I don't argue with that really. I mean, I, I, the first round was super close. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, the second round was definitely Luis. Third round was probably Trezano. Uh, first round was, was super close. I, I don't really have – I would have loved to have seen Luis win, but uh, I, I really can't argue the decision too much. Uh, I did lose three units on playing under two and a half there. Um, and, of course, uh, uh, Greg, uh, Greg went real big on that one and lost 10 units on Pena. Uh, your thoughts, Greg, on, on that matchup? Uh, that was a solid matchup for Pena. Uh, yeah, 
I rode Peanut pretty good on that. I put 10 units down. I thought that was an excellent win. I even parlayed him with Barber, and uh, he ended up killing both of those for me, and I've had about 16 uh, units total on Peanut riding that night. I thought he would come out with the victory, but like I said in the last podcast, the elevation does get to people, and as, 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 as Peanut says, he could go down to 45, but he is a very, very large 155, and losing all that weight and getting to the elevation it's tougher than people actually realize it's for everybody else. It's entertainment and it's a show, but for these fighters, it's different. It's a, it's a job and they have to work hard and fatigue settles in and he didn't fight the way he's supposed to fight, but it happens, you know, and you lose. Yeah. I'm hoping uh, his stock doesn't slip too bad with that. I don't think it will. It'd be very interesting to see if he goes to 45. Uh, he'll be a giant at 145 if it doesn't completely deplete him, uh, you know, making that weight. Uh, moving on, we had another uh, big favorite, uh, Macy Barber, uh, defeats uh, the late replacement, uh, Hannah Cyphers. And uh, the second round, uh, TKO ground and pound, a bloody battle that one was. Justin, your thoughts? Uh, it was a great showcase fight for Macy Barber. Um, I mean, she just kind of came out there and, and manhandled uh, Hannah. Um, I think she called for, uh, who did she call for after that? Do you remember? Oh shit! Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, Montana uh, or no? I'm sorry. What, what, uh, what, what, the she the one that always misses weight. Which one? I don't know. She said top fifteen fighter or something. She said she wants you. She she, she just said uh, I'm a I'm a, I'm an entertaining fighter and I I deserve to be on a main card. Like basically oh, saying, yeah. don't give me this fight night shit. Put me on a pay per view. Whoever she called somebody out too. Whoever was ranked number fifteen for life, I can't remember yeah. her name right now. But she I wonder was, if it was she's Dern. Was it Dern? Yeah, McKinley Dern. That's who it was. Okay, that would be interesting. So, that would be a fun fight. Yeah, that's you know you're, you're calling out somebody that's you know everybody's behind McKinley Dern right now too. So I, I like that call out. You know, it's it's not you know she, she could call out anybody. She's young and and new, and just to go for the you know top of the heap like that is. Um, you know, Mackenzie Dern's still new too, but she has, you know, a lot of experience in combat sports altogether and, um, you know, super high level jiu-jitsu player. So I like Macy Barber. I, I think she'll be uh, a fun addition. Yeah, yeah. I like, I like her style as well. Justin, you, you picked up the win five. Uh, you actually got plus money. You played under two and a half rounds on that. Five units uh, got back 6.75 units, uh, so a nice win there for Justin. Uh, Greg had Macy Barber, as he mentioned, on the second tail or to the tail end of his parlay with Pena, which had already been blown up. So that was a six-unit loss uh, on on that parlay as well. Um, moving on, let's see uh, the next bout. This one was uh, 155 pounds. Uh, Benel Dairouche. It's a unanimous decision, uh, victory, kind of a workmanlike victory over Tiago Moises. Uh, that was a fight that uh, that none of us uh, none of us to, uh, touched as far as the betting goes. Uh, what was your take on the on the action, Justin? Uh, I actually parlayed that with Shelton. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, that's I what we just spoke you. about. We talked about that earlier. Okay, yeah, Justin had a five unit parlay on uh, Darush with Shelton. Uh, who we touched on Shelton earlier that paid great. It was five units, got him back ten and a half units. So a big, another big shot there uh, for Justin. Uh, what did you think about the fight? I, was it the most aesthetically pleasing? Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't uh, the funnest fight to watch, but you know, Darius is he, he's been on you know a kind of a rough patch, and he needed something to, to I think get himself up out of the water. 
And, you know, I think this is a good one. It was, you know, he had to, he had to fight hard. It wasn't just handed to him, but, um, you know, he went in there and did the work and, and went 15 minutes and walked away with the win. So, um, I thought it was, you know, everybody doesn't love that kind of fight, but, you know, there's, there's definitely a difficulty to it. And if you know what you're watching, you really understand what's going on there. The feature bout of the night. This was one that uh, the line started to get tighter as we as the as we got closer, and then I started to second guess myself a little bit. But it was okay. Uh, GDR Jermaine Durandamy uh, climbs to eight and three with a fairly uh, fairly cut and dry decision over Raquel Pennington, who falls to nine and seven. Uh, Pennington just not able to get those takedowns like she needed. Uh, Durandamy able to use that range and uh and get the win uh justin what were your thoughts on this uh this ladies match for the record justin had the uh under two and a half on that bout uh we did not get a finish and uh it obviously went all the round so he lost five units greg and i both had uh, our biggest play of the night uh on uh on jermaine durandamy gdr uh 10 units each uh brought us back 5.88 units so i uh, had a lot on the line on that when both of us i was starting like i said it was got a little bit closer i thought it was it was maybe i was just i started to worry a little bit just because all the money was coming in on the other side justin what do you think gdr scary man her stand-up is is as legit as it comes and her takedown defense was you know on point too uh, I didn't think that the Rock Jim was going to hold up. She just came off of a, a just a, an ass whooping, you know, um, and that changes people sometimes. Um, Amanda Nunez has taken girls' souls before, and I thought she might have done it to Rock. But uh, she stayed in there tough, man, and and the enemy, you know, definitely won that fight. It wasn't even a, it was it was no contest really. Co-main event. This one had a little bit of heat behind it. Uh, Cowboy Donald Cerrone comes in as an underdog to Mike Perry. There was a lot of training camp drama, a lot of a lot of Mike Perry posturing and acting crazy and putting on a you know entertaining weigh-ins and Cowboy just kind of you know laughing it off, playing it cool. But uh, at the end of the day, Cowboy comes through as the underdog at like plus 175, hits an arm bar with about 15 seconds left to go in the first round, submits Mike Perry. Don't know if he broke his arm, but he certainly did some damage uh, on, on the on there. And uh, you know the Cowboy uh, he pays off for me. I had two units on him. Uh, plus 175 to get back three and a half units. I thought that line was just too, not enough respect for a guy with with that that kind of uh, resume. Uh, both my uh, cohorts, Greg and Justin, uh, take the over one and a half rounds. It doesn't get there as we uh, it ends in the first. Uh, Greg, your thoughts on the co-main event? Um, I enjoyed it. I, I couldn't understand why Cerrone was such a such an underdog in that fight to begin with i mean but whatnot and uh i didn't put i didn't have any action on that other than the over one and a half rounds because i thought cerrone would stick it out over at least a round and a half and take it to a decision but i also thought that he would lose via decision too so i didn't have any play on that other than one uh other over over one and a half rounds with five but uh i really enjoyed seeing cerrone and then i uh, liked i had his son in the ring after that it was pretty straight like that i like that a lot 
Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Both Greg and Justin uh, are down five units on that one. That does set off the beginning of a parlay uh, for for Justin, who had cow- who had the uh, cowboy and Korean zombie parlay, uh, which we'll get into here now. But that 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 did begin that parlay uh, on a positive note. Going into the main event, it was a war. I mean, both these guys were throwing bombs, uh, showing great chins. Uh, in my opinion, Korean Zombie had it, uh, had it, the decision kind of, you know, most likely locked down in the fifth round. And uh, it was one of those situations where, uh, you know, the, the clapper hits and, and you see it all the time, but the guys just decide they're going to go balls to the wall and throw caution to the wind and start throwing haymakers with that last 10 seconds. And uh, man, uh, what more can you say than the, with one second to go? A crazy wild uh, elbow that I don't I don't know for sure was was thrown with intent <laughs> uh, catches a Korean zombie and knocks him out cold at the bell. A big upset. Well, I'm not going to say it was an upset because the the, the odds were very close. It was essentially a pick 'em. Uh, it was there was not any kind of big line either way, but uh, it certainly upset us. And uh, uh, Yair Rodriguez ends up taking a literally last second knockout win from the Korean Zombie. Uh, and uh, I, I I dropped that one. Uh, I dropped eight units on that one, and that that one hurt me uh, pretty bad. Uh, it blows up Justin's parlay for five units. And then it also blows up. Um, uh, it does not blow up. I'm sorry. Justin got a win um, on the over two and a half rounds there to finish off at even money. Um, before we wrap this up, gentlemen, I, I, I didn't kind of plan on this, but let's get I got to hear your thoughts on that main event. It was certainly uh, one that that left us all uh, kind of stunned. Greg, I'll go to you first. Uh, just again, I'll reiterate last week I told you. You know, everybody knows the Korean Zombie is an exciting fighter, and both of them are coming off a little, you know, any, uh, a little, a little. You know, a year Rodriguez hadn't fought in so long, and then he just that elbow at the end. I don't. That just sucks. You fight straight twenty five minutes a damn fight of your life almost. Both guys, uh, and then it ends at what, like right at the buzzer. That yeah, was right. sucked. And I didn't. I wasn't like like you said. I mean, I know it upset y'all a lot, but as far as I go, I think I had uh, Yar Rodriguez on my uh, Yar Rodriguez on my DraftKings, and he actually got a ton of points right there at that last second knockout, plus all the significant strikes in that fight a piece. That was a freaking battle, and I enjoyed it. Like, uh, but the, I thought I thought Zombie had that one too. I thought he had it one until the end, but at that very last what, like at the buzzer when he tried to max Holloway. You know, he wanted to, he wanted to bang and then right and in Korean zombie, you could kind of tell he didn't really want to, but he was just like, I mean, fuck it. We've been going straight yeah. 20, 24 minutes and 90, like whatever, or 60 seconds. We might as well go 10 more seconds. And then pow, he got him. He just caught him. I was like, I was, I was up scrolling at one o'clock. I don't know what time it was. I was just screaming. I was like, wow, well, woke everybody up. <laughs> Justin, you probably uh, were screaming yourself. What'd you think? Man, that was one of the craziest knockouts I've ever seen. And just, just because it was at the buzzer like that, you know, I, I was just waiting for him to come back and be like, oh, he landed the shot right after the bell or, or something. I was just holding on to some kind of hope. But um, I don't – yeah, I don't know. Uh, he says it was intentional. He says that he trains that elbow sometimes. But, I mean, it, it, you, could, you could throw that similar to a spinning back elbow um, coming over the top. But I, I don't know why, like, why you wouldn't just throw that spinning back elbow over the top. Um, seems like he generated a lot more power, but I don't know. He looked like he was ducking away from something and just kind of got lucky that uh, the zombie ran into his elbow. But um, 
it was crazy though, man. I mean, he was he was dead. He wasn't it wasn't like close. I mean, he was out. <laughs> nah, he was um, unconscious, man. Greg, luck or skill? <clears throat> I'm sorry, what? I said I said luck or skill. Oh, thank you. What's that? Is that what you said? No, 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 no. Yeah, I, I didn't compliment you. <laughs> I, was was, I was I was asking your opinion. Was the was the elbow at the end? Was it luck or was it skill? Oh, that was luck. It just happened to be there. It was right. I mean, you never. I mean, you never. I don't think there's ever a, a right time to be there for an elbow for anybody. But it was it was placed. Uh, I think his head was just at the wrong place at the right time. I don't know. That's just a real messed up thing. I. I, I, again, I was up yelling and screaming. My girlfriend looked over and said, "What the hell is wrong with you?" I said, "What? Well, well, never mind." <laughs> I was excited. Oh, oh man, that wraps up our our coverage of UFC Fight Night 139. When the dust settled, uh, as far as our standings go, uh, I finished up 4.69 units. I'll take it. I, it could have been a lot, a lot better. It looked like it was gonna be a lot better, but at the end of the day, I'm not gonna complain about a winning night that puts me at 104.69 units. Uh, going into this week, Justin has the the best week of us all. Uh, was on pace to have just a, a an astronomical week. Had uh, had the had the Korean Zombie pulled that off. Uh, he, as it is, he finishes up seven point two five seven and a quarter units. Very very good. Uh, still a very solid week. Uh, can't complain about that. He has now uh, one hundred and seven point uh, two five units. Greg was on pace uh, out of the gate. So good. Wheels fell off at the end, finished down 10.07 units, uh, still has 89.93 units to play with. So we'll see if he can uh, if he can get some of that back this week. And uh, that's going to be uh, what, what we dive into next, guys. It is the uh, UFC Fight Night 140 as well as uh, Bellator 209 going down this weekend. Bellator 209 actually... It technically happens today. This our podcast comes out on Thursdays, and and Bellator is in Israel. So um, whenever we finally watch this thing on Friday night, it'll already have happened. So I'm sure we'll have been spoiled most likely on the results. But uh, we're not going to really go into into too much depth on this. Uh, the uh, the odds uh, are only out on the top three fights. Uh, Phil Davis minus three eighty five against uh, the Russian Vadim Nimkov. Coming back at plus 270, um, uh, Ryan Couture, a massive favorite, minus 750 over the uh, the local uh, Israeli fighter, Haim Gozali. They've already fought once last year in New York in a stinker of a fight, so I can't imagine why they're going to do it again. And then uh, Patricio Pitbull um, defends his 145 title against Emmanuel Sanchez, uh, Pitbull minus 145. Sanchez coming back at plus 115. Sanchez is a guy that I think, you know, is deserving. He's He's been in Bellator for a good while. He's on a four-fight win streak. And uh, he's a guy that I like seeing getting the shot. I still just don't know if he has knocked off anybody on the level of, of a pit bull. So I do see a little bit of value potentially in pit bull at minus 145. Um, as far as the Couture-Gozali uh, fight, I've – not going to touch that. I, I I would consider putting a very small wager on the Israeli here, just because Couture is not that good. Um, I imagine the Israeli guy probably isn't that. Good. I think he's like forty five. So that said, like knowing kind of Bellator matchmaking, I mean, you know, the, the local guy that probably would like to see 
have a shot here. So at plus 480, it might be worth a small look. I think Phil Davis is a fairly safe parlay piece. I don't see uh, Nimkov stopping stopping the wrestling. But as far as uh, an official play at this time, um, I am just going to put uh, three units on Patricio Pitbull uh, minus uh, 145. Uh, Greg, your thoughts on the Bellator lineup and any plays, if uh, it, or if you don't have to make any plays, but if there are any, then feel free. I'm going to put down, I've got to come back because Pena really killed me last weekend on my Denver card. So I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to put a uh, 10 units on Pitbull. Oh, yes. I like it. I'm going to, I'm going to do 10 units on Davis. Okay. And I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to go ahead and parlay both of them for 10 units too. If I All can right, get something, so some good so, right there. Yeah, so so uh, so the parlay between uh, between those two pieces with Phil Davis being uh, minus three eighty five, uh, Patricky minus uh, one forty five. That will uh, that will come back at uh, plus one twelve. So ten units will get you back eleven point two. A little better than even money there. So uh, not you know not not too bad with the, with a big favorite like that on one side. Uh, Justin, your uh, your thoughts on this? Uh, it's going to be an odd odd card the way that they're you know like it's not going to air for however many hours after it's already ended. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of know the results before it before it airs, but. Um, I wasn't gonna make any plays on, but I guess since both of you guys are gonna gonna ride it, I'll I'll probably just take a uh, parlay on Pitbull and uh, Phil Davis too for five units. Nothing crazy. I'm I'm not super confident in Pitbull, but I mean, he should be able to do it. But I, I think Pitbull is susceptible at times, so we'll see what happens. Justin follows suit with a five-unit parlay on Pitbull and Phil Davis, which will get him back essentially half of what Greg's getting. It would be uh, 5.6 units potentially um, uh, coming back on that uh, on that play. So uh, there you have it. That is about all we're going to touch on this Bellator card. The panel as a whole, though, likes Pitbull here uh, over the upstart Emmanuel Sanchez out of Rufusport. I think Sanchez could maybe have, a, you know, his best shot is catching a submission of some kind, but I just I just don't see it. I think he's, you know, he's on a roll, but he just hasn't been fighting guys of, of this level. And, you know, Pitbull could very well be, uh, you know, a, 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 one of the best guys to not ever fight in the UFC, I would, I would think it's safe to say. So. So, uh, yeah, I'm expecting him to uh, him to do well. Moving on to UFC Fight Night 140. Uh, this one is going to be in out of uh, Buenos Aires, Argentina, and it is not the most uh, star-studded card here, as uh, we will see as we get into this thing. We've got 12 fights, uh, a couple of fights leading off the fight pass prelims portion. Uh, it will be Nad Niramani taking on the late replacement Anderson Dos Santos uh, at 145. Dos Santos normally uh, 135-er, but he's an experienced experienced guy. He's got a pretty good record. Uh, not not the greatest record, uh, but, he's, but he's still got 30-plus fights. Uh, Niramani, I believe, was Cage Warriors champion and pretty highly touted prospect from England. Uh, he uh, opened as a pretty big favorite, minus 300, with Anderson Dos Santos coming back at plus 220. Uh, now Niramani's minus 315, with Dos Santos coming back at plus 255. The total is two and a half. 
and over is minus 150 under is plus 130 um looking at this i I don't really like a total play on this. I've leaned a little bit towards the over slightly. Uh, Niramani, I think, is a pretty safe parlay piece, though, uh, and I will potentially parlay him uh, with Phil Davis, I think, and one more as we as we go along. Uh, also on the Fight Pass prelims, uh, another kind of wild card. It is uh, the debuting Jesus Pinedo. Uh, taking on Devin Powell, who uh, comes off of the Dana White looking for a fight series. Uh, Pinedo opened up at minus 185. Powell coming back at plus 145. The money's come in on Pinedo a little bit. He's now minus 195. Powell coming back at plus 165. The total's two and a half over and under. is even. They're both minus 110. So the, the two and a half gets you the same payout either way over under. Uh, this is another really hard one to call. And Pinedo uh, is... I mean, it's really there's not a whole lot to know about him. Uh, I think he looks like he's fairly athletic. Powell is not really athletic, but really tough. Throws a lot of kicks. Uh, I really have have no lean on that on this one whatsoever. Uh, Greg, any any plays on uh, the two fight pass prelims? No, I'm gonna pass on them both. Justin, I will also pass on these two fights. Yeah, so uh, w- without any further ado, we'll get on into the Fox Sports 1 prelims. we got four of those, and uh, we are looking at uh, a- about uh, with Laureano Staropoli taking on Hector Aldano. Uh, uh, Staropoli, now this one, the lines have shifted crazy. Staropoli opened at minus 320 with Aldana coming back at plus 240. It's now a pick em. Both guys at minus 110. So the, a lot of money has come in on Aldana. Um, the total is one and a half, and uh, the over is minus 120. The under is even money. Greg, uh, also, I'm sorry, but also on the five pass, I was on the Fox Sports 1 uh, prelims. Uh, the second fight is uh, another wide favorite, Humberto Bandene taking on Austin Arnett. Bandene minus 260, Arnett plus 180, Bandene now minus 255, Arnett plus 205. Total one and a half. Again, we've got a lot of one and a half, one and a half totals on this one. Uh, it's one and a half with minus one twenty on the over, even money on the under. Uh, Greg, your thoughts on these two, and if uh, if you will have any plays? I'll probably put. Uh, I like Aldona in the fight. I'm gonna pass on these as well since I've got so much riding on this Bellator fight, this Bellator card. I'd rather, you know, what I'm saying I just got sure. so much riding on that one. I don't really want to dip and sprinkle anything in. Any of these two right with, here either. With all this unknown. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Justin. Um, Aldana's tempting just because, like you said, because of the line switch. Um, I just don't know enough about either one of these fights that uh, I'll stay away from these two. You know, I, I, I'm going to, uh, I am actually going to, uh, use Bandanay in a parlay here a little bit down the road. I'll get into that. But, uh, other than that, no, I don't like a whole lot of, of any of this, man. I, I, I think Arnett is not that good. So, uh, I, I do think, uh, Bandanay could be worth a play, uh, but I'm going to parlay him here in a bit. Uh, rounding out the Fox Sports 1 prelims. 
um, we start to get a little better. Uh, Alessandro uh, Pantoja uh, off of uh, the 125 guy season of tough. He takes on uh, Japanese fighter Uka Sasaki. Uh, Pantoja opens at minus 305. Sasaki comes back at plus 225. The money's come in on the Brazilian. He's now minus 355. This Japanese counterpart coming back at plus 285. The total is two and a half rounds. And the over is minus 130. The under is plus 110. Rounding out the Fox Sports prelims, uh, we have uh, uh, Michel Prezeris taking on Bartos Fabinski. Uh, the Brazilian fighter Prezeris opened at minus 400 with uh, uh, the Polish fighter Fabinski coming back at plus 280. Uh, the money has come in pretty heavy on uh, Fabinski with Prezeris now at minus 190. Fabinski coming back at plus 160. The total is two and a half. The over is huge. The over is minus 350. They're saying we're getting a decision here, motherfuckers. And the under is plus 280. Justin, your thoughts on these last two prelims? Um, the Suzuki fight's going to be pretty interesting. I mean, those guys are big height difference. Um, Pantasia's 5'5", Suzuki's 5'10". Um, the, the, that'll be interesting. Um, Suzuki's a, a big-time grappler. We saw him fight, you know, uh, Scoggins, who beat him pretty good. Um, Southpaw versus Orthodox. Like you said, Pantasia's coming off the ultimate fighter. Um, he went, made it to the semifinals there and got beat, but he's coming off of a win over Brandon Moreno. Um, it's going to be a tough fight, man. I think that uh, I will take a play on Suzuki uh, at plus 300. I'll throw five units on him. Justin goes five units on Uka Suzuki, uh, coming back at uh, plus two eighty five. Uh, so that's interesting. I, I I'm not uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure uh, that I that I I'll probably go against you on that. Honestly, I'm I'm. Uh, but did you before we get into that? Did you want any? Did you like a play on Prezeris or Fabinski? Did you say? Uh, I'm, yeah, actually, I'm going to take uh, Prezeris because because the. Uh, the numbers have flipped so much, uh, and he's he's a beast. He hasn't lost since 2015. He lost to Kevin Lee then, um, you know. So, uh, Fabinski's three and zero in the UFC. He's he's a big, strong knockout guy. He's gonna have a nine and a half inch reach advantage, but uh, so far in the UFC, he's had three straight decisions. So, um, I think Brazeris is gonna take him down and uh, use his submission skills and. I think you might actually get a submission. Um, so I think it would probably be a, what'd you say, the plus what, or, the, or the under one? Uh, two, two and a half is the total. Over is minus 350. Under two and a half is plus 280. Yeah, that, I might parlay that under with something here in a little bit too. But, um, but yeah, I'll take uh, Prezaris for five units. Five units on Prezaris minus 190. Greg, your thoughts on these two? I was actually looking at Prezaris too, but no play for me. I don't want it. Sure. Anything on Suzuki and Pantoja? Uh, I'm looking at Pantoja right now, but no. I've got too much rides on that Bellator card. I'm going to leave both of these alone as well. You know, I, I'm going to agree with Justin on this Prezeris play. I, I think that 
I mean, he's a guy that, you know, he's fought some tough, some tough dudes. He's got, he's kind of a grinder himself. And, uh, I think that he, that Fabinski just hasn't fought anybody, you know, near this level to, and for the, the Vegas to have opened him at minus 400 and us to be, be able to get him at less than minus 200 now. I think there's value. Uh, I'm going to insert him into uh, one of the aforementioned parlays that we'll get to in just a little bit. Uh, I am going to fade Justin on the Pantoja fight and use him in a parlay as well uh, with Phil Davis and uh, Nad Niramani. So my parlay will be uh, Pantoja at minus uh, 355, Nad Niramani at minus 315, Phil Davis at minus 385, and I'll get back uh, plus 113 on that. I'm going to go five units at plus 113. Um, And uh, let's see, that'll bring us into the main card. we got six fights on the main card. It's on Fox Sports 1, and uh, only one female bout, and this is it. It is... uh, it's going to be uh, Cynthia Carvillo uh, from Alpha Male. She's been out for for a year, I guess, for for pot or some not quite, maybe not quite a year, but a lot, a good like close to a year. Uh, she's taken on Pauliana uh, Botelio, who I recall being in some pay per view fights lower on the card that I didn't like. Uh, uh, the uh, Botelio uh, is uh, opened as the favorite minus 165. She's been bet down to minus 145. Calvillo coming back at plus 125. Total is two and a half. The over minus 150. The under plus 130. Uh, followed by Marlon Cheeto Vera, a guy that we've had on the Valor Hour before, uh, taking on uh, Guido Canetti. And uh, Vera opened at minus 260. Kennedy come back at plus 180. Uh, Vera has been bet up to minus 315, with Kennedy coming back at plus 255. Total is two and a half, even money. Either way you go on the two and a half over under, both minus 110. Um, looking at this one, I don't like a play on Vera or Kennedy. I think I would pick Vera to win, but I don't like him at minus 300. Kennedy's you know, he's tough. He's not that good, but he's pretty tough. And then uh, with the ladies, uh, I think I do fancy a play uh, on the over um, two and a half rounds. I think we'll get a decision here. Neither of these ladies have shown a propensity to finish fights. Uh, I'm going to go uh, five units on the over two and a half at minus 150. Greg, any any thoughts or plays on on these? I'm going to parlay both of these overs for both of these fights right here for five units. So uh, Marlon Vera, Guido Canetti is minus uh, 110 and then minus 150, as we just said, uh, on the ladies. Uh, You said for five? Yes, sir. This comes uh, back at plus 218, so five is going to get you back 10.36 units. That's pretty solid. 10.5 10.5 to win 10.36. Uh, Greg has parlayed both. Uh, the overs. Justin. Yeah, I'm going to do a couple plays here. I like uh, Calvia. Um, plus money there. I'm going to throw five units on her. And then uh, parlay um, Vera with the over uh, on the previous fight. So that makes things very interesting. Uh, the under is plus 280. And, uh, you know, uh, Guido, I'm sorry, not Guido, but Vera 315, uh, you're going to get back uh, four to one, plus 400 on that. And how many units did you say? Five. Five units will win 20 units on a parlay. Marlon, Vera, and the over 
I'm sorry, in the under, the under in Prezeris Fabinski. Uh, that is uh, certainly a very interesting play. I think uh, I could see, well, yeah, it's it, the Prezeris Fabinski, you know, there's a good chance that's a grinding slog, but if Prezeris could, could get a submission, and that's certainly possible, um, I think that I think that could be uh, your, your route to victory, because I definitely think Marlon Vera can, can get his end done. Um, moving on, uh, we, uh, we have our next two bouts, uh, on the, the main card, uh, portion. It is, uh, another late replacement, uh, Cesar Fajaya taking on Ian Heinish, uh, who we have seen, uh, on the looking for a fight. I believe we've seen him on looking for a fight or, or maybe it was LFA. I've seen him somewhat recently. I think he was in prison and now he's, he's like making good now. Um, Fajaya opens at minus 215 uh, with Heinish coming back at plus 165. Now the Brazilian is minus 180 with Heinish at plus 135. Totals one and a half over minus 125, under plus 105. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the feature about Khalil Roundtree taking on Johnny Walker, who sounds as American as apple pie but is Brazilian. And uh, Khalil Roundtree is minus 285. Walker comes back at plus 205 to open. Now the money's come in on Walker. Roundtree is now minus 210. Walker plus 175. The total is one and a half. The over minus 105. The under minus 115. Greg, your thoughts on these two? Both entertaining fights. I'm I'm ready to watch both of them. Uh, at late at late feeling for Cesar over there is uh, is going to be exciting to watch too. Because I think was he not was he was he the underdog prior to this fight or was he what was that? Do you have any idea? Um, he was supposed to fight Tom Breeze, right? Uh, I would imagine he would have still been a favorite there. I think that Heinish might be a little better than or a little more dangerous than Breeze. That's what I was. Uh, all right. Well, we're, I'm gonna have no play on that one. And then the Johnny Walker fight. I'm I'm not gonna play that one either. I'm gonna pass both of them. I'm sorry. Let's see. Yeah, I'm gonna pass them. Okay, Justin. I'm pretty sure Breeze was the favorite in that fight. Oh, um, yeah, originally. he may have been. Yeah, but I've never I'm been that take, impressed uh, with him. Yeah, me either. I I, I like Fahey. I mean, Fahey is a tough dude. I was kind of surprised by that when I saw it, but. Um, I'm going to parlay Fajaya and Roundtree for 10 units. Fajaya and Roundtree, that'll be uh, a guy coming in at minus 215 and a minus 285. And let's see what that does. You said how many units? 10. For 10 units. Uh, that comes back at almost even money, uh, 0.98. Uh, so 10 units wins 9.8 on the uh, the two favorites, Roundtree and Fajaya. Uh, 10 wins, uh, 9.8. I, I like that pretty good. I, I'm going to use, uh, uh, Fahea myself. I'm going to do, uh, Fahea with, with Prezeris. And, uh, Fahea and Prezeris, uh, comes back at plus 137. I'm going to go five units on, uh, on that parlay, plus 137 myself. And then I'm going to go a step further and put those same two dudes, uh, Prezeris and Fahea, with uh, Humberto Bandene that we spoke about earlier with Austin Arnett. That makes it plus 231. I'm going to go three units on that uh, three-man parlay there um, with adding uh, Bandene to the, to the mix, if you will. Moving on to our last two fights, the meat of the card, if you will. The co-main event, Ricardo Lamas taking on Darren Elkins. 
Uh, featherweight battle here. Ricardo Lamas uh, opens at minus 195. Elkins uh, coming back at plus 155. Lamas now minus 200. Elkins at plus 170. The total is two and a half over minus 260. The under uh, plus 210. Uh, before we'll just do these one at a time here. Uh, Justin, your thoughts on uh, the co-main event? I love this fight. I think uh, Darren Elkins is one of the you know most entertaining fighters out there. He's, he's there's no quit in the guy. He's come back from you know just getting dominated to to finish guys late in the fight. Um, Lamas has been been around for a long time, been in there with a lot of guys, but he's you know kind of been back and forth uh, over the last few years, I guess. Um, they got a one common opponent in in Bechtick. Uh Lamas got beat by him, I think, in his last outing and. Uh, Derek, Derek, Darren, Darren Elkin beat him a little while ago. So um, I, I'm taking Darren Elkin on this one for five units. I like it, man. I like it. Uh, Justin goes uh, five units on Darren Elkins plus 170. Um, I like it too, man. I, I really think that there's a good chance that uh, Elkins is either is just is going to potentially be able to use his wrestling here or still catch Lamas uh, on the chin. Lamas, you know, he he can be knocked out. He could potentially gas as, as it goes along too, maybe. I'm going to follow suit. I'm going to go uh, – I'm also going to go five units on Darren Elkins. Greg? Uh, I was actually going to fade you guys and go with Lamas on that, but I was – yeah, I'm going to go ahead and I'm just going to do this right here. I'm going to parlay Lamas with Davis is who I'm gonna do, what I'm going to do. And I'm only going to put what – is, what is that payback, a, a Davis and – Davis, and, Davis and Lamas would, would come back at, uh, at .89, so uh, 10 would win 8.9 essentially. Let's go five. Okay, five so uh, yeah, sure. So that wins four, five wins four point four five. Let me uh, get that down here real quick. So Greg Hopkins uh, fades Justin and myself. He goes with, with Lamas uh, there with uh, Davis, who we all could kind of agree on earlier. Uh, almost gets even money on that. It's uh, it's it's interesting, you know. Actually, that's not a bad value because I do think that uh, Davis is is pretty safe, uh, and that essentially gets you almost even money on on a Lamas play if you like that. If you like that sort of thing. Uh, going on to the main event, this is. Uh, what everybody's coming for. We've got, you know, the the, the uh, Santiago Ponzinibbio, the Argentine himself, uh, fighting at home. He's kind of carried this card, I suppose, taking on a very tough Neil Magny, uh, welterweight bout. Uh, the odds have flip-flopped crazy on this one as well. Uh, Vegas opened Neil Magny up as the favorite, minus 210. Uh, Ponzinibbio coming back, plus 160. The public has been all over Ponzinibbio. Ponzinibbio is now minus 305. Magni coming back at plus 245. There isn't a true total set for this yet. However, I did find that you that you can essentially take a full total of two, essentially saying, will the fight start round three, yes or no? And that's even money, minus 110, yes or no. And uh, so, Justin, your, your uh, breakdown on this main event. That's crazy uh, how the lines have flipped that much. I think uh, Neil Magny's got a seven-inch reach advantage over Ponzinibbio. Um, Neil Magny's a lot bigger. Ponzinibbio looks like he's, you know, this 
hulking big dude, but Magny's just kind of like sneaky big, you know, almost uh, almost like uh, the last Battlebender. You know, he kind of he doesn't look like he should be in this weight class, but um, he's a lot bigger than than you really think he is. So uh, he's gonna have three inches of height, seven inch reach. Um, Ponzinibbio is on a six fight win streak, but um, I'm taking Neil Magny on this one for uh, five units, going with the dog again. Oh, wow. Justin Watson, uh, five units on Magni at plus 245. Uh, that could uh, that could really pay dividends. I think, I mean, if you're just kind of looking at the numbers, and you know, that is pretty solid value to get back uh, on Neil Magni here. I Now, it's possible Pontanibio just knocks him the fuck out. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> but uh, that said, the, the value is certainly there. He's going into hostile territory. I am going to instead go with the play that the fight will indeed start the third round. Uh, I think we will get to a third round no matter what. Either way, I think both guys are durable enough to, to make that happen. And I'm actually going to go five units on the – yes, the fight will start round three at even – I'm sorry, minus 110, five units. Um, Greg, main event, your thoughts? Uh, no play at all. I, I don't know. He's talking about him being sneaky big. That's pretty funny because that's what I was thinking too. I don't. Uh, I don't want no play on this. We'll see what happens. I, I think I, if I was going to play anything, I'd say that it would go. If it does go the distance, but I'm not going to play it. Pass. A pass from Greg. Overall recap, uh, it is uh, you know we're all over the place here, but I'd say you know the the consensus is. You know, uh, a bet on Patricio Pitbull minus 145 holds some value. All of us seem to, to get on board with that. Um, uh, I think that uh, that everyone uh, is kind of in agreement uh, that, uh, that that Fahea is going to be uh, a guy to be reckoned with as well. Uh, we'll see how the rest shake out. Hopefully we have a better weekend uh, than we did last week. Uh, Justin and I, of course, can't complain. Greg, I know uh, we'll make it up here. Uh, this week, of course, we're using odds from my bookie, and uh, we will we will see how it all shakes out. Regardless if you agree with us or if you fade us, uh, enjoy the fights, and uh, we appreciate everyone joining us for another episode of the Valor Hour. Uh, we'll be back next week to recap the UFC Fight Night 140 Argentina card and the top few fights from the Bellator 209 event as well as give our picks on another <laughs> oh another obscure one we've got china <laughs> next week fellas uh <laughs> we've got ufc china next week though uh it may be slim pickings yet again but we'll also uh we'll start doing uh, one of these deep dives uh hit us up let us know what era you all want to hear us uh kind of relive and recant uh from uh from the scene here in uh in the east tennessee region we're gonna uh dive back into uh some some old cards tell some stories have some fun with that as we uh, wait out these uh cold months and get ready for uh for a hot january uh for my co-host justin watson our guest greg hopkins appreciate you guys for joining us it's been another episode of the valor hour we'll see y'all next week for more information on upcoming events visit valorfights.com or find them at valor fights on both facebook and twitter This has been the Valor Hour, powered by the law offices of Ogle, Elrod, and Beryl on Radio Influence. This 
is an MMA report with Jason Floyd. Quick fix on Radio Influence. Alton Cunningham, 6-1 in his career. For a lot of MMA fans, they got to get introduced to you earlier this year on the Contender Series. You are coming off a, a win, a, a short notice fight that, that kind of went a little bit viral on Facebook. I, I was watching, yeah, yeah. I was watching the video. It's not a long video. If you go to Facebook, just just search your name, and, and the video is going to pop up where you you essentially have to knock out your opponent twice. Uh, you know, you drop in. The thing that really stuck out to me about the video, and, and I don't know if it stuck out to you, but like the ref for a majority of that fight was like just chilling in the corner, like he wasn't even moving like he was just like, you watch it and there, was, there was a time where like y'all were like coming right at him like and he barely moved i'm like okay and, and then of course you, you knock him down and very classy you know very sportsman hey he's down fights over and then he kind of pops up and then man those two knees that you landed against the fence three. Ho- oh three. three holy cow i mean anyone's not see if you like brutal knockouts they go go check this knockout but for you have have you ever been a part of, of something along those lines where you've literally had a knock or a training partner has had a knock out someone twice for the fight to, to be called? Not at all. That was the first time I ever experienced something like that. And not only would that dude drop, he was out. His his arm went backwards. You know, he did the sinking leg a little bit. His head hit the mat and his eyes rolled back. And I looked over. I'm like, it, it was just no need to hit him anymore, you know. And, you know, and I thought the ref was coming in to stop it because, you know, I'm like, okay, he's done. You know, I'm like, look, he's done, you know. Took my mouthpiece out, walked away, and all of a sudden I hear are you good? And I turn around like a shark in the water. I'm like, no, he ain't. He gave right back on him. <laughs> so, you know, and he put himself in the position to get need again. And, you know, I just made sure to finish it, finish it that time. The MMA report with Jason Floyd can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and radioinfluence.com.